welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in a relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. I'm Taylor. We are going to be discussing three different movies that are streaming right now. One is a made-for-streaming movie, White Noise, on Netflix. Another is a documentary, Fire of Love, which is on Disney+. And one is a movie that was in theaters, but came to HBO Max very quickly, and that is The Menu. And there's kind of a lull in TV right now, so I was excited to have an excuse to finally watch some of these movies because I'd been wanting to, but TV sometimes really takes over, you know? Ditto. First, we've got TV news. Jordan, start us off. Something very exciting this week is that they announced that Meryl Streep is joining Only Murders in the Building Season 3. Um, Pretty cool. Very and cool. Meryl, Meryl, it's such a good mix with the rest of the cast. And Meryl is very, very funny. And I think it'll be really fun. I saw some like tweet that was like, or somewhere on the internet. I don't know what it was, but it was like <laughs> season two had Cara Delevingne and Amy Schumer. And now we have Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep. Oh, uh, I thought that was so rude to Truly. Amy Schumer. <laughs> Truly. But kind of funny. It's true. It's yeah. The true. little video that um, Selena posted, like announcing that Meryl was going to be there was really cute. Yes, it was so fun. I just like, I don't know. I just love Selena hanging out with these 70-year-old actors. It mm-hmm. like really brings me a lot of joy. Same. It's very, it's very fun. Um, Mine's more like hearsay, but Ooh. people are speculating on when Succession will start. The Last of Us started last week and is supposed to run for like nine weeks according to this tweet and then people are thinking succession will start after that so soon just feels soon like one season away seriously like hbo needs to continue the sunday night stronghold they have on everyone like we had house of the dragon to white lotus to now the last of us and it just is a no-brainer yeah like give it to us Mm mm-hmm and they've said March, right? They, did they? I can't. Is I that true? So. Or did they just say spring? I, don't know. I can't remember. I can never remember. It might. Yeah, it might just be spring. But yeah. Wow. We're going to have succession uh, sometime around then. Around the same time that we're going to have um, Taylor Swift on tour. So. We're going to be busy on the internet. Good. Yes. Good time to be a succession Swifty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And supposedly, um, Barry might be running at the same time as Succession. Like, it'll be Whoa. Barry first, then Succession. So we're going to have busy Sundays. Interesting. Wow, that's fun. It almost yeah. feels like, wow, they're not spreading it out. Like, that makes it seem like, wow, there must be all so many more good things around the corner, too. So they're not, like, postponing one, you know? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Wow. Oh, I love HBO so much. They do so much for us. Truly. <laughs> Even though everyone's mad at them right now, but they still give us such good stuff. Like, they really can't do. deny it. 
They giveth and they taketh away. <laughs> oh, well. Does that lead uh, into your next taking... piece of news? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Mind reader, Taylor Goff. <laughs> um, speaking of taking away, HBO Max has canceled their reboot of Gossip Girl. Um, I'm kind of surprised because I feel like out of all their like kind of younger geared shows, I feel like this was the one most people were talking about. Whether it was good or bad, people were talking about it. So I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, I agree. I was surprised too. Yeah, I don't know how if the current season has already ended or not. So I wonder if they'll even get to like end it in an appropriate way. I'm not sure. Which is tough because by the nature of Gossip Girl, like, <laughs> are you going to reveal to the characters? I did hear about season one early on. It's a very different setup of who Gossip Girl is. Yeah, you like I've I've only watched the first episode and it was revealed, but I don't know if that it changes hands like it does in the first oh. the original. Yeah, and so I never started. I mean, I was going to start the HBO one, but now do I need to, you know? Like it's <laughs> it's tough, tough call. But yeah, like if the, I don't know, like will they end on some kind of resolution? I feel like Gossip Girl like the OG Gossip Girl deals in a lot of cliffhangers. So mm-hmm. it's kind of wild to only give it two seasons, but that'll be interesting. Very more positive news of someone getting a show. Heather McMahon, our favorite, beloved Georgia native comedian, um, is working on a comedy show on a comedy series with NBC and it's supposed to be titled I can't right now. And it's loosely based off of her real life. Um, someone, jugg- a comedian juggling her career, mom, sister, and boyfriend. And it's everything I could ever want. So excited. I'm excited and for her. I feel like the last time she announced it, it was Peacock. That was my question. Like, is this the same show? Well, I know that the the uh, Peacock version, which this feels like an upgrade because it literally on all the announcements she posted, it says NBC, not and no mention of Peacock, right? I just wasn't sure if it was two different shows. Well, that would be weird because I swear that the premise of the Peacock one was this exact same, like about her life. But I think it was called like Good Grief or something. But it was like about it was basically autobiographical also so i feel like maybe she got upgraded or something (laughs) but i do have a lot of questions but all of my questions it's all happy because i'm just so happy that like she's still getting a show she deserves to be a household name um i'm dying to know who they're gonna cast for all the the roles good question and like will she play herself i would think i think that it said i think it said she will it will be starring her. Okay, good. But, like, it's just so funny because I, like, can you just cast all the real people in your family? <laughs> because Yeah, seriously. And then just turn who it could into do a it reality better? show. Seriously. Oh, that would be so good. Wow. So excited. My last piece of news, Cobra Kai on Netflix, which I've watched one season of and loved it, and I keep forgetting to wa- keep watching it. But they announced that it's the... The next season is that which will be the sixth season is its final season, and it's just pretty amazing because that show literally started as a YouTube like web series like a YouTube original, mm-hmm. 
and now it's been running it has six seasons and it's on netflix and like that's pretty cool and the season i saw was really good and i think it has a lot of diehard fans and i need to get back into it because i really liked what i saw i was i was kind of surprised by the discourse i saw about about the cancellation on the internet or the ending on like i felt like people were like mad saying it was like canceled but if like six seasons that's a lot like i would think yeah. that that's like a natural ending um so Especially i was a on netflix confused by that yeah i feel like net a lot of the conversation with netflix recently is how they only give shows like a single season and they don't get a chance and stuff and so mm-hmm. yeah i don't know i i was looking i guess mostly at like on netflix and cobra kai stuff like their like official accounts posting which is obviously going to be positive and not complain about it um so that's kind of like a skewed bias but i was seeing people being like and like the cast and stuff it's like oh my gosh so excited like we're so grateful we're gonna close it out strong you know stuff like that so that's interesting the internet right now is very grumpy too so (laughs) i feel like like that makes sense that fans are complaining about it don't you just feel like the vibe is grumpy yes i do and the elon musk's twitter is too it's too hard for me to figure out why things are trending nowadays and so like i i can never really figure out what the actual vibe is because when i see that something's trending i actually can't even figure out why or what or it takes me like a long time to figure that out and it's too much work so that's so true it's so true I hate it. It's honestly kind of ruined my intake of like even just like news. It's yeah. making it's it almost really like hard that was to... his goal, his goal all along. Yeah, true. Good point. For us reporters, <laughs> makes our lives harder. It really does. <laughs> I'm only half kidding. We kind of are reporters. We do news. We are. We do. Um, and with that, our news section has come to a close. <laughs> <laughs> that hard hitting journalism. but now we get to talk about our top three which are other than the movies that we're talking about later what are some other movies that we recommend that are streaming so we have a movie made for streaming a documentary that's streaming and a movie that was released in theaters but is now streaming what's a movie that was made for streaming that you recommend and want people to watch and where can they watch it so I was going through the like recently, like over the last year, what are the streaming like original movies that I watched? And the best one for me still is Fire Island on Hulu. Oh, great answer. Um, thank you. I I feel like a lot of like made for streamer movies feel a little like kind of half baked sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like there's just kind of a vibe, something's off about them sometimes, or a lot of the time. And this one did not feel like that. It was fully baked. It, I feel like um, it did benefit from being a Jane Austen adaptation. But, you know, Persuasion was a Jane Austen adaptation on Netflix that did not work. Mm-mm. So I don't think it's as easy as people think. No. And they did it really well. They had really clear, good characters. The jokes landed and were hilarious. And just like the acting in general was great. And... Yeah, that's still that's my favorite one of recent times. That's a great answer. 
Mine, I said Bo Burnham's Inside for Netflix. Oh, really good answer. I just, I still love it. I mean, controversial guy right now, but I love him. (laughs) (laughs) It's so funny because he is controversial and I feel weird about him, but it's not like he did anything illegal or abusive it's just some classic celebrity drama classic celebrity drama where it's like there's clearly way more to the story we don't know timelines tiktok's just trying to like figure it out with the small amount of information we have i just want to know like when him and his long-term partner had broken up i'm just very curious they could have been broken up for months like no one even really knew that he had been dating anyone so like that's the part I'm the most interested in personally. Yeah. And I think we all feel a little um, parasocial relationship invested in Paul Mescal and Phoebe Bridgers because of like how they met and mm-hmm. flying to Ireland to meet him and all the, and like they're both like cuties to the max. Like, yes, there's just a lot of emotions flying around. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. What's your what's a documentary that is streaming that you love? Um, this this is an older one because I've been thinking about it a lot. How much I want to revisit this? It's Queen of Versailles on Netflix, and um, I watched it a while ago, but I've been thinking about it because now there's kind of like a follow up, um, reality series about it. Um, and that which is streaming on HBO Max, and it's just like. It's a great documentary because um, it's it's dealing with this really, really rich couple and the wife. I can't remember her name, but she's just like a really interesting character. And they're just outlandishly rich and buying like the weirdest, stupidest stuff for this giant house. And then like the housing market crashes and they can't sell it. <laughs> so it's like it's just like it's satisfying because I want to watch rich people buy crazy things. But then I also kind of want them to have to, like, deal with the aftermath a little bit. And there's a lot of twists and turns, which you always need in a documentary. Um, Anyway, I highly recommend it if you haven't watched it. And I recommend it to myself to watch it again because it's been a really long time. <laughs> I recommend it I to wanna... myself. <laughs> yeah. I love that. The one I was thinking about that I've been wanting to rewatch is Miss Americana <laughs> on Netflix. It holds up. Because I just rewatched it. I haven't watched it. I rewatched it the night Midnight's was dropping, and we were like waiting for that to drop. And it's so good. You'll have a great time. <laughs> I know. I know. I need to. I need to rewatch it. I just need to rewatch any and all Taylor Swift content to fill my time until we get concert content. But I thought it was a great documentary, and I saw that. Um, there was like a, a clip on TikTok of her talking just bare, like someone had posted and Lady Gaga commented on it and was like said something about it. And that was a really good retelling of something that had no information in it whatsoever. But <laughs> go it look it up yourselves. <laughs> Listeners can't see, but I was I was smiling pretty big because <laughs> I like I just like when um the the big the other big pop stars are supportive of taylor so it was and it was like a clip of taylor talking about her eating disorder and lady gaga saying something like this was like really beautiful this was said really beautifully or something like that 
I think it, yeah, it, it adds so much context to her and her persona and her image that is like so necessary. And it's probably, it's probably, I mean, it's like hard to hear, Mm -hmm. um, especially after like we've quote unquote known her for so long since she's like basically a kid, but it's like probably my favorite aspect of the documentary. I agree. Okay. What is a released in theaters movie that is now available on streaming? Um, I said everything everywhere all at once, which is available on Paramount plus. And now that I say that, I don't know if it's like also, you know how the, the streamers are always like giving access through other streamers, like Showtime, I think is part of Paramount plus also. So it might be on Showtime too. Do that research on your own. It is me, on Showtime. Okay. So I think that, I mm-hmm. think Paramount Plus, like I Googled it to be sure and it says Paramount Plus, but I think it's like through Showtime. But yeah. Anyway, that's where I watched it and finally was able to stream it. Um, And I just think out of all the award like hyped movies right now, it's one of the best I think to stream at home because so many others, it's like you kind of need to see in the theaters because they're maybe slower um and very serious and this one like there's so much going on and things happen so quickly and like you're not gonna lose interest in it like I think that would be impossible mm-hmm. and also you can watch it multiple times to like maybe I know I've watched it once and I need to probably stream it again to like really pick up everything all the details that are going on mm-hmm. I watched it three times in theaters so <laughs> Wow. I agree. It never gets old for me. So highly, highly, highly recommend. I said Phantom Thread because that is one of my favorite movies of oh. all time. And it's on Netflix. And it's just like such a comfort to have there. Like I'll just like turn it on just because I love it so much. And I like won't even finish it or like go back. And then I'll just restart again another time. And it's just so good. I love it. I love the music. I love the plot and the acting and the cinematography i love everything about it i'm glad it's streaming because i need to rewatch it because as you know my experience watching that in the theater was very unpleasant because very in meta. a movie a, a movie about misophonia and tiny repeating noises driving someone insane <laughs> that was happening in the theater there was a clicking on the fire alarm or the smoke alarm or something and I felt I will never feel as validated as the day that you and I were seeing a different movie and it was happening again. And you were like, is that the clicking that you heard mm-hmm. in Phantom Thread? And I was like, yes, mm-hmm. that's what it is. And I don't even have misophonia. And so the fact that it drew it like drove me to insanity slash not even enjoying my time watching that movie says a lot about that clicking. But I mm-hmm. need to stream it again in the coziest most comfortable place, my own couch, and where there are no fully appreciated. Yes, yeah, you should do that. I recommend that. Let's start with White Noise on Netflix. What did you think of this film? Um, I just want to say, for starters, thank you for not asking me to summarize it because <laughs> that would be really, really hard. I literally could um, never. It. 
I, I was kind of looking up the movie and I, I saw that it was based on a novel from like, I think the sixties and was like postmodernist, which I remember reading a book like that in school once that made no sense. And I could, I was like, okay, this actually helps me with this movie a little bit, but overall I did not hate it. There were parts I didn't love and was kind of like bored and wasn't really getting it. Like, I still don't, I don't, I don't know that I would say that I got the movie fully, Mm -hmm. but there were a lot of parts that I did really like. And I, once I kind of got used to like how they were speaking, I was like kind of into it. And I liked, I kind of actually liked the characters, like the main family, like I kind of got into it and I kind of actually had some fun with it. So I don't think that it was bad it was it was different than like anything i've watched recently at all mm-hmm. but overall i like kind of i was able to enjoy a lot of it okay how did you feel i felt i watched this in like three different chunks and um, oh interesting because it feels having... like it's three different movies yeah it kind, kind of, of does yeah it's Whoa. true um and i was really struggling with the dialogue at first i felt like it was just like so distracting Um, but similar to you, like towards the end, I was really enjoying it. And like, it's so like stunning visually that like, for me, that was enough to like, keep me in it. And I mean, I obviously love Adam Driver and Greta Gerwig. So like, that was also enough for me. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, it summarizes the show, like the movie very well at the end, I think. Um, that it's like, I still don't really know what happened, but I understand like the points it was trying to make, I think. And, um, yeah, like I had fun. I really liked the closing scene. Um, I mean, it's roll. It's like so good. When you end a movie like that, I'm probably going to leave. Even if I had problems with the movie, I'll probably be like, you know, what a good time. Like, yeah, I I left with a smile. (laughs) It was a smart smart way to end it but yeah i did i was con- couldn't tell you what it was really about plot wise no i think i had kind of a loose idea of what i thought it was about and so i was really surprised where it ended up going which is kind of fun mm-hmm. um and i think it just really like it just it, it was a wild experience watching girls and then watching adam in this yes was really intense and like just he's so so night and day different character in this from in girls and i just like i have i love him i have so much respect for him as an actor he's amazing same my only thing i was really bothered by was that like he was wearing like a fat suit or something like or it mostly looked Uh. like he just had like a pillow up his shirt and it was really weird and distracting i'm like we all know that that guy has washboard abs like if you wanted someone with a dad bod, you maybe should have should have like hired someone with a dad bod or something because like it looked weird and it was distracting to me. That is so funny. I did not notice that, and I think that I would have been, I would have liked the movie less if I'd known that. I was too distracted, yeah. I think, by his hair, his hair situation. His hair was, that was going pretty on. wild. Um, he was great. Yeah, that's though, silly. So I'm glad he was because. In it. Yeah, that's that's such a silly choice on their part because first of all, you can he's wearing like 80s dad outfits, so it's not like that's like a skin tight sexy no, like outfit his anyway, so it's like, like totally anyway. unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like 
they I feel like they were doing enough with his hair and face that he definitely had such an odd look to him anyway that like why did you also need to like schlub him up body wise like yeah I, I just feel like that's just unnecessary and goofy that they yeah, did that I agree should we move on to fire of love yes fire of love is a documentary about two uh what are they called I don't know how to say it. Like volcanologist? Yeah. Volcanologist? Like, <laughs> sure. Two like scientists who study volcanoes, basically, um, <laughs> who are also in love with each other and had a long lasting relationship with each other. A spoiler alert, they die together while watching a volcano eruption in Japan and... I thought that the all the volcano footage was like so stunning. Obsessed. It was amazing. I honestly kind of wish I would have seen this in the theater because I think it would have been really cool on a big screen. Oh my gosh. I mean, like, I couldn't believe that the footage, the footage they got in the 70s and how it looked, I was like, oh it, part, some of it didn't look real, but I didn't doubt that it was real. It was just like, yeah. I've never seen anything like this. It was mm-hmm. beautiful. It was breathtaking. That was that. That's what that's what stood out to me too. That honestly, that the footage of what volcanoes and lava look like is worth watching this in, on its own. Yeah, like I could have just watched that, like paired with some like really good music, which it already was, had good <laughs> yeah. music. Um, <sighs> without the love story. I felt like the love story was kind of lacking. Like, I feel like they were, like, trying to, like, push that a little too much. Like, I... They were cute, and, like, they looked really cool. Like, it looked like a Wes Anderson film to me. Like, the way they were, like, dressed all the time. But... Yes. Um, I was, like, annoyed by Maurice, the man, for a majority of the movie. I just felt like he was kind of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he definitely wasn't as cool as Katya. Um, my so t- I was actually I watched this in two chunks. Actually, I watched it first the first half last night and the second half earlier today. And when they just go through montages of the like the lava flowing and sparks flying in the volcanoes and stuff, I was like, to me, this almost feels like they they were like compiling all this volcano footage, and then it's like oh, but the people that got this, like, did you know they're married? That's kind Mm -hmm. of interesting. And Mm -hmm. so it's almost like they, well, we got, we should talk about them, you know? And Mm -hmm. so I was like, yeah, it is. If I were just watching this volcano footage and it turns out that these, like, the leading volcanologists, if that's the word we're going with, are also, like, a married couple and they're, like, cool French people. Okay, like, that makes sense why you would make a documentary about them, you know? But mm-hmm. number one for me was literally the footage of volcanoes. Like, yeah. that was my favorite thing about it. Okay, glad we're on, this, we're on the same page. I want to find someone I'm in love with to be that for Halloween. Them in, like, their, like, uh, um, silver volcano outfits, I think would be a great Halloween yes. cu- couple's costume. Oh, my gosh. That's so genius. And... You could be in a little titanium canoe because that was his dream was to float down a canoe on lava on a lava river. And I was like, that's the craziest thing like idea I've ever heard. And I I understand. That seems like it would be really cool 
if you could figure out how to do it and not die the way it was like the lava flowing is so satisfying it was like as it was like, like asmr movie which i loved yeah totally it was because it's just so like it's wild that lava can flow like that like it literally looks like water mm-hmm. but and like it's just so too like we're so trained to be like see cgi effects and knowing that that's real and not cgi like it's not i'm not looking at like mordor from lord of the rings (laughs) (laughs) that's really exists out in the world it was mind-blowing yeah it's insane but yeah i think overall the documentary i thought it was fine it didn't blow my mind but the shots of volcanoes did blow my mind they really did and it's narrated by miranda july and i felt like the narration like at first it kind of bothered me but then i felt like it was also kind of asmr at the end i was just gonna say that too like it actually added to the asmr vibes Mm -hmm. for sure her narration i think i actually had higher hopes because i remember last year at sundance this came out and i feel like it might have won the documentary award or maybe it just was really buzzy Mm-hmm. of a documentary and so i was kind of expecting it to actually like blow my mind more and so i don't know it didn't but i still think it's really cool to watch yeah it was it was pretty and i loved the music and i loved the fonts that they used yeah the fonts were fun. so good <laughs> like yeah, would i, I hang that. posters of it around the wall sure yes yeah, for sure <laughs> Now on to the last movie, The Menu, which is streaming on HBO Max. What were your feelings on this movie? Um, I had a lot of fun watching this. Me too. I was like, I was very entertained the whole time. And honestly, I didn't know where it was going to go. I kind of assumed that it would be like cannibalism. Okay. I had read something that I thought it said it was cannibalism. So I was kind of expecting that. So I thought I knew where it was going to go and it didn't go that way. So I was kind of excited. Yeah, I was very excited. I was like, okay, I don't, I can't remember the last time I watched a, such an unexpected movie with the turns that it took. And I thought it was like, really, it was silly and creepy and the acting was all really good and fun. Ray Fiennes was really good as the creepy chef. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we we stand Anya Taylor Joy and Nicholas Holt on this podcast, and I thought they both were really good. Nicholas Holt was—he's just really good at playing annoying people, and you did it again, buddy. He was so—he was so good at being really annoying. He was so good. I was kind of sad that I didn't watch this in theaters. I think because I also watched this one in two chunks. Actually, I watched it in three chunks, and here's what I did: I oh, watched wow. it really late one night I was like I'm just gonna start it and I kept falling asleep and then I the second day I was like okay I need to go back and like rewind and then I had to rewind basically I had like turned it off halfway through the movie and then when I was rewinding I was like oh I actually missed like almost everything so I basically had to start it over from the beginning again (laughs) oh my gosh which I'm so glad I did because I really missed so many things and then (laughs) finish the second half uh today and i wished i would have just seen it in theaters because it was like so good and i just learned off air through a 
a question I had with Jordan. I like missed a very big plot point um, just because I was <laughs> not paying attention clearly. So like little things happened quite often where I also had to like rewind a couple times because I was like, wait a second, what just happened? Which I guess is a luxury when you're watching it at home, but I wouldn't have yeah, been on my true. phone at all had I been in a theater. It's true. I feel like what I knew about the movie was that it was something to do with a restaurant and there's twists. And so sometimes when you hear that, it's like, okay, well, I don't think like how good can the twists be? Mm-hmm. Like I want to be really surprised and I really was. So that was, it was just a very satisfying movie to watch and it made me really hungry. <laughs> <laughs> the cheeseburger looked delicious. Uh, and I don't, I don't like cheeseburgers. I like hamburgers only. And I was like, wow, I want that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so dumb, but it's true. Oh, I love it. Um, yeah, it was, I thought it was very, very good. It almost felt like, um, I don't know why I thought this, but just maybe the, the way the characters were and stuff, like it almost felt like a little TV show kind of in a movie. Like, I don't know, maybe because it's broken up into like, the sections of the movie are like the courses of the meal. Mm-hmm. And so it feels like kind of episodic, which is fun, even yeah, though it's all the fun. same group of characters. But yeah, it was like kind of a mystery. Um, yeah, I honestly don't even want to say too much more and spoil it. No way. I, th- I thought it was really, it was very fun. And sometimes I think maybe sometimes it like hit you over the head with the points kind of like, rich people are bad (laughs) kind of thing but like it didn't bother me I was just having a great time I had a lot of fun yeah I did too I had the most fun watching this one would did would you say the same yeah of these three this was my favorite for sure same 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 just like you predicted I did predict that that is true yes (laughs) all right who's your crush of the week I am going to say Adam Driver in white noise at first I was like oh whoa they made him look really bad but then by the end i was like sometimes he looks really good i'm so confused (laughs) like i was like conflicted but he just like i don't know i just feel like i would have liked that movie a lot less i love greta gerwig in it too but like he's he's the main character and he's in it like practically every scene and i think if he were someone worse at acting it would have been like oh just a slog to get through that movie Mm -hmm. and I yeah I just loved him great answer I'm going off on a different route and saying Pedro Pascal I watched the first episode of The Last of Us and it was so good I was like so shocked at how into it I was and I'm just very excited for this series and we get another move or another tv show where he gets to be zaddy Mm -hmm. guardian yes we do we are so lucky it's what the people want. Give us zaddies. <laughs> Specifically him. <laughs> All right. Well, there you have it. Our podcast about TV shows turned into a podcast about movies today. And I'm glad we got the time to do so. Me too. Something my dad said, I was telling my dad what we were watching this week. And he was like, oh, you guys do movies now? And I was <laughs> like, we've done movies. I was like, listeners would know <laughs> that if they're streaming, movies are allowed. And he was I, like, oh, ouch. I love when people get caught. <laughs> caught red-handed. <laughs> it was so very funny. funny. It was also like, I already knew that he hasn't been listening. So mm-hmm. I wasn't, my feelings weren't hurt. 
Yeah. But I did get to jab him a lot. And I think it, it really landed. It he worked. was like, oh, ouch. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for listening. And we'll catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.